Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Irish Times Inside Business Podcast in association with Davy. It's amazing what you discover when you really listen. Hello and welcome to Inside Business with Kieran Hancock, a podcast from the Irish Times. Now this week the Irish economy began reopening again, including garden centres. We'll hear from Rachel Doyle of Arbor Eaton Garden Centres in Carlow and Wicklow about the challenges she faced on reopening her businesses. I'll also be joined by one of the country's leading tour operators, Mary McKenna of Tour America and Cruise Holidays. She's written off 2020 but is hopeful that people will start travelling again in significant numbers next year. Rachel Doyle of the Arboretum, I might just uh, come to you first. You have two garden centres, one in Lachlan Bridge in Carlow and the other in Kilquaid in County Wicklow. Um, and you've opened in Lachlan Bridge, as, as I understand it, first on Monday. And I think Kilquaid is due to follow tomorrow. Just tell us about some of the challenges you faced in reopening the business. Yeah, it was very easy to close, but the, the opening was very, very different. We have followed the protocol of uh, that the HSE and Bordia also had, prior to that, done uh, the guidelines on opening and so had Retail Excellence Ireland. So so we, we were very up with it, but it we've done absolutely everything like the social distancing and that meant actually widening the pathways so that the, that people had two metres plus uh, and the, the customer flow would be right. And all of that has worked really well. I suppose they reopened in Lachlan Bridge on Monday and we had a queue from about seven o'clock, but everybody was incredibly good and we had lots of signage while they were in the queue saying, you know, what, what, to, what were their expectations once they entered into the store so, so that they could, they could see that like the restaurant wasn't opened and it is opening tomorrow, uh, Thursday for takeaway only for takeaway, for takeaway meals and scones and breads and all of that, which which we are famous for. So, um, but also the fact that, say, the play, children's playground couldn't be opened for obvious reasons. So we, we were informing the customers all that. We had a person welcoming everybody as they came in and talking to them. And I have to say the staff were super. We had trained the staff very well. Um, we have a third of our staff back, which with the restaurant now will mean that we can take some more back. But all of that has been a huge lot of work and, and you know, a huge lot of excitement and stress because the stress of worrying that things wouldn't be all right and, and given everything, the PPE for to all of the staff, like some of them opted to wear masks, some didn't, uh, and that's fine. 
uh, whatever people are more, most comfortable with. And I suppose, you know, there's been lots of challenges as well. The challenges is that, you know, summer bedding has, you know, it's difficult to get supplies now. And um, uh, even though it's, it's only the right time to start the third week of May, first week of June, to plant out, plant out summer bedding. Because, but because the weather was so good, people are, were buying it in the supermarkets and so on. And, and unfortunately, last Thursday that, or Wednesday night, we had a bad frost and that would have been all killed because people want to put it out too soon. But we, we've, uh, our online was, was one of the big things. We've always had online and it's been working well, but we had no idea what it was going to be like when COVID happened. Uh, we're up over 400% with our online sales and that is phenomenal. So the, the logistics of having 30 people behind closed doors, keeping social, social distancing and packing and collecting the plants and all the dry goods and the furniture and barbecues, all of that to send out by all the various means, our own four vans and, and all the couriers that we, we use. So that that was challenge. That was uh, that's a, that's been a challenge, and that's one of the challenges going forward, is dealing with the, the the physical, the people in front of you, and also dealing with the online and dealing with click and collect. So there's a whole a whole logistics going on behind the scenes in in the business. Yeah, sure. Just paint a picture for us, if you will, Rachel, on Monday as to how many people you're uh, allowing into the store at any one time. That'll be customers and staff and how that would compare, let's say, with a year ago. And it's very different. At the moment, we, we're letting 60 people in and we, we control that by the number of trolleys. And, and those trolleys have to be sterilized before they're put back into the into the for, for, for the next customer. Um, and that wouldn't have been the case. There would have been hundreds in the store. Our, the, the Carlos site is, is actually 11 acres if you count the stores. So that's, that's a huge thing. So but I will take a picture and it, we're, we're, we're going to be way, way down on the number of staff that's going to be able to go into the store. And I think you had about 130 staff previously? Yes. And how many have you now? Uh, we have about 40, 45 back now. And as you mentioned, the, the restaurant not yet open. It'll open tomorrow for takeaways. Uh, the playground is not open. And kind of importantly, I guess, for, for your business, the garden isn't open either, is it? No, no, it's not. It's not. And and unfortunately, you know, customers got in through, through the orange tree down the gardens yesterday. And it's just not safe, you know, for the customers at the moment, you know, to let them down the garden. Mary McKenna, we might come to you because the uh, air travel industry has been devastated by COVID-19. I think we all know that. Flights are being cancelled. Uh, Willie Walsh saying it could be three to six years before air travel returns to uh, 2019 levels. Uh, Michael O'Leary, a little less pessimistic, but he's saying it's going to be a couple of years before they're back up to uh, where they were last year. Um, so this must have had a huge impact on your business, which is Tour America. So taking people to North America and also taking people on cruise holidays. Yeah, it has. Like it's kind of decimated the travel industry, really. Um, <clears throat> it's about survival for the airlines, survival for the cruise companies. Um, so look, uh, I would see, I'm writing off 2020, really. Um, I see a bit of travel happening in September, October, uh, some travel in Christmas this year. Uh, we're, we are seeing 2021 uh, looking okay, but again, the strategy around the business is it, it's not going to be like previous years and, and dealing with reality. So 
what we've managed to do, um, Kieran, is uh, really work with our customers and uh, talk to them. And we're actually talking to customers right now who are traveling in August and moving them to 2021 um, because we don't see travel really happening for the summer, July and August. So I think Michael O'Leary, you know, he's looking at 40% load factors for this uh, 2020. You know, he's, he's someone I actually do watch and follow. So I think he will probably get those numbers. Um, and that gives some hope um, and see 2021. But look, it's been extraordinary times for any SME or any business. And listening to Rachel's story, it's no different for ours. Except in our business, what happened was when Donald Trump stopped um, and asked everybody to leave the States, you know, we at that stage had to get everybody home from, uh, from the USA or on cruises. So we had to work 24 hours around the clock. And we had to close our office on the 18th of March, uh, like everybody else. So we had two offices in Dublin, one in Cork and one in Orlando. And, and we had to still continue working. We couldn't just close up shop and freeze because we had consumers to take care of. And that's been, you know, these are consumers that we've dealt with six months, 12 months ago and had all the fixed costs. And, uh, and we've done a really good job of that. And I'm really hoping that consumers will remember the companies that were really good and book with Irish companies in the future. And the big story really around uh, travel and travel agents, and uh, you're going to see a lot more of this is maybe, you know, we, we have Irish travel agents who have done a very good job in Ireland for many, many years. I'm 25 years in business in, in October, and I'm hoping to see 35 years in business. But the difference, the value proposition a travel agent has had that nobody's ever, ever understood was that we're licensed and bonded. That means we have for years put funds into a bond, which means even if a company goes belly up, a travel company, their money is, is legally protected. And airlines and cruises don't have that luxury or online companies. So we're really trying to get that message out now. We're giving you good value if you book with us. We're going to take care of you. Like, you know, what I'm seeing on social media is, and in particular, I talk about our own brand because my staff have been amazing. And, you know, I have a workforce of 50 and I've been able to keep half of them working because we set them up from home. We had a few home workers. Some couldn't work because they had young kids. Some couldn't work because they didn't have broadband. Some, uh, some areas we didn't need, like we didn't need graphic designers and, and uh, some, so some functions we didn't need. But we've done a really good job of taking care of a consumer. They can pick up a phone. We've been 24 hours in contact with them. And, and that hasn't happened uh, with all different uh, travel organizations. For example, like a lot of UK companies just switched off to the Irish customer. So I think it's really important when in the future that you look at an ITA license and bonded company and what does that mean? So, uh, Rachel, when you're going to South Africa the next time, you've got to come book with us. But, um, you know, the importance of that. And it has been, uh, Kieran, it has been really tough. Like Rachel said, very stressful. In the first few weeks, I was stressed off my head because it happened so fast. We've had five years of tremendous growth in, in our company. And I'm very lucky. I run it as a, as a business, not a lifestyle. But the, the pace of this was so fast. And it just, the different stages then of kind of dealing with the reality, putting the strategy in, looking at the future. And that's what we've done very well, I think, now. Now, you're saying, it's interesting you're saying uh, 2021 is, is looking okay because we don't have a vaccine for this yet. We may never have one, but if we do yeah. get one, it's probably a year away, maybe two years away, who knows. So there, there will still be a danger, won't there, for uh, people uh, going out and about, um, certainly traveling. There's going to be a huge nervousness, uh, I would imagine. So when you say it's looking okay, what, what exactly do you mean? What, 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 are, people, what are people doing? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, it's not going to be brilliant. 
it's it's looking like there is going to be some travel there is going to be some travel like i'm going to get on a plane you know this year probably now travel is never going to be the same but the world is never going to be the same you know i mean this virus we can get a vaccination what comes next and and you know, I've spent the last couple of weeks studying, watching CNBC, what, you know, listening to all these entrepreneurs in, in the USA and listening, and nobody's kind of giving good news, I'm afraid to say. So the reality is the world is going to be different and, uh, and the government have put a lot of money in, but it's not a bottomless pit either. So, you know, we, so travel is going to be different. It's not going to be the same, but we're seeing at least people are moving and it won't be in the same volume um, and numbers. How many passengers were you budgeting to handle this year? Uh, we were looking at about 45,000, you know, so. And your expectation now? I'm writing off 2020. It's, it's, a, it's a loss. It, it's without a doubt. And I'm in a good financial place, but it's, it's a loss making year, financially year, which I've never had in 25 years of business. And Kieran, I've dealt with September the 11th where I lost my business overnight and started cruise holidays. We've dealt with Ash Cloud, which cost us half a million because we had people who were stranded for two weeks, which we financially had to take care of, make sure they're in hotels, get them home. People who were due to travel, hurricanes, SARS, you know, we've dealt with all these things. So maybe that did give us a little bit of experience in agility and resilience, but not prepared for what this, the reality of this. So I, you know, I'm looking at how many people do I need in the future? What way is my business going to be? Like we are, that's why I started Zoom holidays. I don't know if I've told you about that, but again, it's the interaction with the customer. So we're trying to be innovative and, and look and see where the future pattern is going to be. But travel is not going to be the same. In a couple of years, it might get back to the same numbers. But I think if you looked at the news last night, the DAA, you know, here's an airport that was very progressive growing over the years. And if they're making statements like that, there, there's, there's something happening. At Davy, we know uncharted territory can be a challenge. We've been in business since 1926, and since then, we've advised many different clients through many global and national crises. Some will seek comfort in the safe and familiar, while others will embrace the opportunity to try something new. Throughout the years, we've not only listened to our clients, we've got to know you personally, helping us advise you on a financial life plan that suits you best. Davy, it's not just business. It's personal. Janie Davy, trading as Davy, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. We take our responsibilities personally. Rachel, what about the financial hit to the Arboretum? Because obviously you lost income for the number of weeks when you were closed. Um, and presumably you've had significant costs uh, to put in place all of the measures that you mentioned earlier for reopening. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and the thing about it is we had... We have lost the best two trading months of the year for us. We always say St. Patrick's Day is the beginning of the madness. And it is, it takes off like a train. And we've had we've we've missed all of that, the two months. And and we would do huge Christmas. Christmas again, December is the next best month. And I don't know what's going to happen to Christmas, even though we have it, it it, it it's delivered in in, in June, July into our stores because we do Christmas huge and we, we do breakfast with Santa, supper with Santa, rides by helicopter, thousands of kids here. So none of that is going to happen this year. So we're looking at how we, what, what are we going to do? Uh, plus the fact that we have all this stock ordered since January and December. So, so we have no option except to take it. Um, so so the, those are the problems that we're looking at. 
we, we have, we're, we're actually down a few minutes between the two stores. And at the moment, we're opening Kilquaid tomorrow. We, could, we couldn't open before that because the, the work had to be done to make the car park safe. And those people couldn't come in until Monday to do it. And so, and we're not opening the, the restaurant there until, until we see how we can do social distancing with the new, new layout. So, um, so there's still so many unknowns and, and I, I am an eternal optimist and I always believe that the glass is full to overflowing. And I'm finding it hard to see that in all of these sort of challenges that are thrown up. But the only thing is, as I say, we don't do failure and we're a strong company uh, and we will be there. But, but the, the, the biggest challenge is now that we're going to have to go to Europe for stock. Do you know some of the plants that we we would not we we would have a, a real thing about buying local, buying Irish, even though we we go to, we we go to some trade shows abroad, and the deal is when we go there, uh, we say anything that we can get in Ireland, we don't buy it, we just buy what we can't get in Ireland. So we, that's going to be flipped for us now because we we won't be able to get a lot of things that we're looking for, uh, in, in, that's that's no longer available to us. And, and that is a huge challenge. And um, I mean, we had, uh, we go direct to China to buy our garden furniture and we have a big warehouse in Town. And I was in there and I was thinking, oh my God, this was a few months ago. We have really overshot the runway in stock. And now I'm pleased to say that we're worried that we won't have enough stock. Do you know, so it, there just be, it, it's just so crazy that you, you just don't know what's, what's coming down the road. But you know, uh, I, I, I just see the big positive for us is we've now turned in, turned one of our big stores that we were, that we will do a farm shop and crop butcher in. We've turned that now into our online store because we had to move it out for social distancing out of the main stores. And so, so you know, out of bad, I always think comes good. And for us, the good is number one, there's a new cohort of gardeners. People now have got the bug and it's, it's like a disease, this gardening bug, and it's a great one. And I know that there's people now gardening that have never thought of taking, you know, a spade or a secateur's boss. And that's a really positive thing. And actually, I think that for mentally, spiritually, physically, gardening is good for you. And I think that people have realised that. I know by even talking to friends on the phone that never that thought I was mad. And now they really can't wait and they're, they're ringing me up about how to do. That's brilliant. And, uh, and we'll do lots of YouTube things on, on, our own, on our own social media, sort of telling, giving people. So there's a whole different way of going about being innovative, as Mary says, and, and bringing people with you along, along this new journey that we're going on. And, and I, think it's going to, I think it's all going to be... It, it'd be that that part of it is good for us and also the fact that online shopping from somebody who's never bought anything online i now i now go out and i look and i see a box for letter kenny and donegal and uh killarney and utrard all over the country we have really gone nationwide so we have been innovative in in that way here on of getting people uh online to our to our store 
So what's the bestseller online, Rachel? I have to say, uh, first of all, uh, very disappointed here that Christmas is being cancelled in uh, Lachlan Bridge, but uh, you never know. Maybe we can get Santa back. But tell us, what's the bestseller online? The bestseller is, oh, jeepers, I can't believe how many plants are selling online. And that's phenomenal, don't you know? It, it's, it's difficult. They're difficult. But luckily, we had we had the big big tubes that we were able to put trees into to sell them online. My, my son, Fergal, had bought 10,000 boxes with Arboretum branding on them. And luckily, he didn't tell me he was buying them because I would have said, don't, you're mad. We've ordered 10,000 back three weeks ago again. So we're boxing up plants, barbecues, Weber barbecues, phenomenal. And furniture, absolutely number one, I think. And oh. the fact that we bought from China, we, we have bypassed the UK. So we're cutting out the middleman. So we have value for money. We're, we're, we're getting our markup and we're giving the customer value for money. So, so it's win-win for all of us, which is great. Mary McKenna, I don't know if you have uh, green fingers or, or if you've been ordering uh, some garden products uh, online, but you, I mean, does, you can sort of do a, a little bit of selling online, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's about putting bums on seats for you, isn't it? Yeah. Look, just getting back to Rachel's point, I think God was uh, looking down on you, Rachel, because he's giving you the most fantastic weather, you know, if you think about it. Um, and just getting back to the point, um, Kieran, as well, that Rachel... Um, and myself and Rachel are part of alumni of the Entrepreneur of the Year program. Um, and these networks are so important. But I think the point as well, uh, you know, is supporting Irish businesses. Like it's so important. And I loved hearing your story there, Rachel, about buying as much as you can from Irish. There's never been a more important time for this to happen, for people to realize, you know, the importance of SME surviving all this because it is tough. Um, Kieran, just getting back to your question online, that's important. But face-to-face -face, our holidays are complex like you know somebody's going down they're getting universal tickets disney tickets uh they're looking for advice where to stay they're going to the beach they're going to cruise so the zoom is really going to help and we're able to with zoomholidays.ie we're able to put backgrounds do videos so i'm really hoping that's going to be the future we, we've done a, a good few bookings already from it and, uh, and online has always been there, but our stuff is complex. People like to speak to us because they get expert advice. And uh, so, yeah, they're the two areas that I'm looking at. For, for me, retail, I don't know where it is. Like, and I think there were problems coming before COVID-19 came. And I just want to really highlight one of the big issues as well, which hasn't really been mentioned by, by many uh, people, actually, was the whole public liability insurance. So, you know, that was... We have no claims on our business and yet our public insurance liability went up double. So that was a huge cost for anybody who was retail and was getting totally out of hand. And um, the book of quantum is so different for Ireland than the UK. So the costs for anybody with retail were, were huge. Um, as I said, we have two uh, offices in Dublin. One landlord worked with us, the other didn't. I just can't see it coming back to that for a couple of years. So um, we've got to build our business. Uh, you know, I started with nothing from my sitting room for, from you know, the beginning to 25 years. I put my heart and soul into growing this business. I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I work with a great team. And, you know, as I said, I've run it as a business, so I need to continue growing it. So I, like Rachel, like all Irish businesses, need support. And yes, of course, we have value proposition. Rachel mentioned she's giving our customers a great deal and a great service. So are we. That's, that's without saying, but we will need support from Irish people and maybe to look at um, 
you know, maybe we could have a brand, Rachel, together, Irish owned. Yeah. Uh, Mary, I'm curious, zoomholidays.ie, good idea. It's obviously a shop window online for you to sell your holidays. But just wondering if um, if uh, some lawyer from, highfalutin lawyer from Zoom uh, might pick up the phone to you and say, hey, what, what, are, you, what are you doing with our brand name? <laughs> well, I'm helping promote their brand name. Uh, Kieran, uh, you know, it's a trendy name. Look, there's generic names all the time. And, uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody wants to take us on, that's fine. You know, but uh, I'm trying to be creative, innovative. It's a way of, you know, maybe a change. I have virtual travel and virtual holidays behind. I really don't care what the name is. It's just using stuff. The whole idea is to interact with our customer. And, and that's the problem with Ireland is somebody will think, oh, that's, you know, I'm like any business trying to survive, trying to come up with ideas. And, and that's the idea I've come up with. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Um, Mary, how do you think the government have handled this crisis? Did they do the right thing? I, I actually think they, they've done good. I think they, they, they've been uh, very good, actually. And, uh, and they've stepped up to the plate very fast. And, uh, and I'm really glad uh, that those people are in government right now because I don't know what would have happened if certain other people were. Um, I think they've helped with the, uh, the payments. So like myself and Rachel, uh, we would have had staff that we had to put on temporary leave. At least they're getting 350 euros um, and then helping with wage subsidies. So I think that's been very good. I just think we need a little bit more help going on further. And, uh, and everybody's looking for help, to be quite honest. And uh, as I said, there is going to be huge uh, unemployment in Ireland. So if they can stimulate that market, work with SMEs, work with companies to see if we can keep the employment going uh, but so far, I think they've done, I think that under the circumstances, they are way ahead of the UK and way ahead of the States. And that's what I'd say. Rachel, I wonder how you feel the government have performed at this time. And also, um, just looking to the future, what could they do to help businesses like yourselves get back on your feet? I, I think the government have been, like Mary said, I think they've been excellent. I'm, I'm very comfortable. I think, I think the right people are in. I think, uh, you know... Uh, our tea shop, Leo Bradcar and um, Simon Harris has just played a blinder. I think I, I agree with what they've done uh, in uh, as much as I hate it being closed. I think that we need business support. I think there should, um, should be a moratorium on rates for a year is one thing that I would ask them to do just for everybody. I also think because... I'm part of the World Garden Centre organisation. Uh, my son Fergal is on the international board. I was president of it a few years ago. And, and we work very closely with our counterparts all over the world and in Europe and in the UK. All of our colleagues, our, our friends in the garden centre industry have been given financial support at 0% for a year. And I think that, and then 1.4 something percent thereafter. So I think that the, the, the banks are getting this money. I believe I heard somewhere or read somewhere where it's at minus 0.75. So I think that that would be a really good thing for all business SMEs, all of the Marys and Rachels of this world. We all could do with that. And I think it's time that the banks uh, banks gave us, we, we bailed them out before. And it's time for them to, to, to be very conscious of the, the, econ the whole economy of the of the business world as it is today where we're all finding ourselves in and in order to to keep going and to 
the, the interest rate would be a, a, a super uh, plug for us, I think. And Rachel, when you call for 0%, are you talking about commercial rates? Are you talking about VAT? No, for, 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 for interest rates. For interest rates on, on borrowings, yeah. essentially. So okay. they can all borrow money and pay back and without... Um, Mind you, that money does have to be paid back, doesn't it? And, and the government, the exchequer, is going to be borrowing billions and billions to try and yes. uh, weather this recession. Yes, but if, if, if they look, if they look at the, if I think if they look at the figures, in if 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 not, I know people in in my own industry who have been ringing me uh, during the last two months because I represent horticulture on board via, and 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 they are some people. I had people crying on the phone. I had people arguing with one another on the phone and people saying to me we're never going to open the doors again unless we get some help so there 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 are people who are really really in a bad place out there who are really stressed and if they can buy if they can borrow money at zero percent well that would be one uh, big thing for them i think that would be a great help uh, mary is there something the government could do to try and encourage people to fly again uh, well, yeah, because they get a lot of taxes on the flights. Um, you know, they make a lot of money on it. Look, uh, I think the most important thing the government can do now is really encourage entrepreneurs to be innovative and creative and to really help them do that. And as Rachel said, the loans, the rates on commercial properties, I think, could be looked at. Um, you know, but we're in, we're in a world that SMEs are really, really needed now and we're in trouble and we've got to support the civil servants. Uh, the multinationals can decide what to do in a couple of years' time, whatever. We are the lifeline of this country, and we need support. Um, and we have a lot of good businesses uh, out there that uh, need financial help. And Rachel, just one thing, and I always say this, I, I, because I mentor female entrepreneurs, you know, I don't like when banks ask for personal guarantees. I think that's unfair and wrong. Uh, Mary, I, I just wonder as well, the Green Party, it looks like they're going to be uh, part of the next government talks on the way with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. And they're very much in the space of taxing air travel uh, going forward. And there are a lot of people with a green agenda, shall we say, who, who believe that uh, reducing the number of people who travel by air every year is a good thing for in terms and of And I think they're right, you know, to be quite honest. And I'm in travel and I sell holidays. But maybe we need to travel a little bit less because we do need to take care of the climate. And uh, so there has to be a balance somewhere. Um, and I, I think it's, it's good to see the Greens in. And, uh, and we haven't been listening to climate change. And, and you know what? This virus and this COVID-19 has sent out a huge message to the whole world. As someone who has a, a mother who has full-blown dementia, who got COVID-19, I think, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's certain parts of, of, of our economy we need to look at and nursing homes is definitely one of them. Um, I think our climate change. So look, I'm like everybody else. I'm just running a business um, and there has to be a balance somewhere along the line. And so if we travel less, uh, should people expect to have to pay more for their holidays? Well, according to Michael O'Leary, he's not uh, going to, he's going to have a huge sale. But I think, you know, I think there might be less travel. I think certainly corporate business travel is gone. I, I think people will Zoom. I think holidays will, I think we need holidays. We need a break. Um, so I think maybe there'll be a more niche, like I'm very niche, that this will be the type of holiday maybe once uh, in a year that you plan well. 
And I think families will need a break. And, and as someone who has 11 year old son running around who comes up into the office every day saying playing football, you know, so we, we do need holidays. But I think travel is going to change. As I said, corporate business travel, they can do Zooms, they can travel less. And, uh, and uh, you know what, uh, Kieran, we need the airlines to survive. They're bleeding cash so badly. You know, Ryanair is in a good financial place, but he's made it very clear I can survive a year to a year and a half. That's it. Like, and he's looking at 40%. So, you know, I don't know. The other airlines, they're going to need bailouts. The cruise companies, it's a million, a billion dollars to build one of these cruise ships. They're out of this world. They're fantastic. And they're doing a lot of uh, work on putting uh, screening and uh, all the, the required uh, things for screening customers in. So it's costing a lot of money, but they're fantastic holidays, fantastic ships. But they are bleeding cash as well. So you've got all these cruise ships just parked, you know, at docks all over the world. So, yeah, we, hopefully it comes back. I think, that, I think the cruises will come back, maybe not all the cruise lines, but there, I think there will be less travel, yeah. Rachel, just in terms of your own business, any idea how long it'll be before, let's say, you, you wear, you're, you're back to where you were before COVID-19? And like Mary, uh, we've written off this year, uh, really. Uh, and, you know, if we just keep doing uh, what we're good at doing and as best we can. But I, I would see that hopefully by this time next year, that we'll be, we'll be somewhere back in that space and hope that, that there's... There, there's um, an antidote or a cure for the virus found and I, I again back to just the climate change I, I, I I'm all in favor of everything that we can do to make to, to, to help climate change and one thing is and I keep saying it and I, I keep I keep saying it not just because I'm in I'm a horticulturist but because every we should be planting trees everywhere they should be planted the first time I went to Shanghai, the thing that I remember most about it was that if there was a square foot of, of soil, there was a plant planted in it. So we need to plant more trees. They, one tree can sustain a family of four by converting carbon dioxide to oxygen. I think that we all need to get that into our head and everybody needs to go out and plant a tree. No matter whether you're, if you've only a balcony garden, you can still grow a tree on your balcony in a, in a pot and it'll give you great pleasure. So I suppose, I, I think there are so many things. We're doing water harvesting in the next year and we're, we, we, we heat all the water for the kitchen with solar panels. And I think every, every one of us needs to get into that space of being uh, very aware of, of what we can do to play our part. And it's, it's everybody's responsibility. Yeah, and of course, you need some offsets, don't you, for those delivery vans uh, going around doing all this uh, delivering on behalf of your online operation. <laughs> and Rachel, you can, you can send me two or three trees. I'll plant them. I'll be delighted to. <laughs> Great. Um, Mary, you mentioned your mother um, contracted COVID. How is she? You know, she's, uh, she's from the west of Ireland, uh, one of 12 from Black Sod Bay. So she's a strong countrywoman. Uh, I was very worried about her. Uh, she's, she's got through it. Um, but as someone who goes and visits the nursing home all the time, um, I didn't want my mom in a nursing home. It was horrendous uh, for, for me and my family. Um, but she had very advanced dementia from the age of 70. So it's shocking. Um, but I have to give credit to the staff of the nursing home. It is the hardest job. 
and having spoken to the owner, a little bit more support could have come from the government. Um, you know, you had staff of, of the, there's 48 patients in my mom's home, 15 got COVID, of which mom was one, 22 staff got COVID and five patients died. Um, but I've always felt from the time, having looked at every nursing home uh, in Dublin, that something's not right in terms of the emotion, uh, the time you give emotionally to your um, loved ones is the most important. So I haven't seen my mom in nine weeks. So I can't wait to see her and give her a hug. She can't speak, but um, they, the home have been sending videos and pictures. And uh, it really does break your heart, I have to say. And it's very hard. And when I see anybody who's passed away and they can't go to a funeral, it has been, that has been the shocking thing. And I think that's why I think the government did the right thing. We, I love my mom and, uh, and everybody loves their parents or anybody who's, who's died. And the most important thing is that we protect as many people as we can. Maybe just finally, I'll just ask you uh, one last thing. Just uh, what piece of advice would you give to a young entrepreneur who's maybe got a, a business that's only a year or two old, has been hit by this COVID-19, the economy in lockdown, and they're facing a disaster. Uh, how, Rachel, maybe start with you. How would, what advice would you give them to cope? I, I would say to them, to, uh, there's nothing, you know, networking is amazing, even if it is only on the phone at this stage. I have had people ring me for help to know what should I do. I think that local enterprise boards all over the country are amazing and the county councils are doing great work on, on training and uh, uh, calls all the time webinars and i think that to get themselves up to speed on everything that's available and for young businesses there there are there, there's a lot of help out there uh, through different types of programs uh, so the their locally leo office i'd say is is the first port of call and those people are i know carlo and wicklow and i mean i i would have worked with both of them and they have amazing people at the other end of, of the phone. And I think, you know, other businesses, I, I think I've spoken to so many businesses in, over the last two months. And th that's another part of the good thing that's come out of this. Everybody is willing to give everybody a hand, a helping hand in whatever way, whatever way possible. Like I've asked, I've had people ring me about who do you contact to try and get your rates lowered? You know, all those very simple things uh, and that people like myself just in business for 42 years has probably experienced most of those things i thought i'd experienced everything until covid came that that was a, a real curveball so i think there's there's lots of support out there and i i do think that the local enterprise offices are amazing the work that they're doing mary yeah, and I totally agree with everything Rachel has said, you know, the importance of networking, like you can see, Rachel, the WhatsApp we're on with the Entrepreneur of the Year. I mean, I'm very proud to be an Irish person. I think Irish people are very good. We're very helpful. Um, to a young person, if I look back when I started, what was I missing? I didn't have a mentor or whatever. I think the importance of having a mentor, finding someone who's done it already and asking for help. Um, and as Rachel said, Enterprise Ireland are very good. Um, you know, and I, I think an, a mentor, though, for me, um, if you can find someone who's done it and ask them for help and, and studying and learning and um, and there are going to be opportunities. There's always opportunities. I started Cruise Holidays, as I said, after September 11th, and uh, we bought commercial property in Cork after 2008. 
Um, so it's just making sure you find those opportunities. Then marketing, you know, social media is, is playing a huge part now in everybody's business and to make sure you're a master of it. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think there are going to be opportunities and you've got to work hard. It's not easy. Um, but somebody's made the mistake before, so find out and uh, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, just talk to somebody who has the experience. And, um, and as I said, Irish people are very helpful. Okay, well, uh, that sounds like good advice to me. Uh, Rachel Doyle and Mary McKenna, thank you both for joining us. We wish you uh, continued success as you try to uh, get your businesses uh, right-sized, uh, if you like, and hopefully in a year's time uh, you'll be in better shape and hopefully Christmas won't be cancelled, Rachel. Thank you again. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Okay, that's it for this week from Inside Business. My thanks to Rachel Doyle and Mary McKenna for joining me on the show. Declan Conlon produced and edited the program. My thanks also to our sponsor, Davy Group. Remember, you can get the latest business news straight into your inbox by signing up to our Business Today email at irishtimes.com. And you can also follow the Irish Times business feed on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook each day. I'm Kieran Hancock. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.